Hey there, been a while. Brian of London here, back in my sort of studio, not on the phone. Um, I haven't made a video or done a podcast for a while. So let's try and, I want to try and bring together some of the things I've been doing and why they matter for this whole push towards internet freedom, real internet freedom, because we've gone down a very dark and dangerous alleyway for the last, well, 15 years, 10 years. Um, I'm going to try and mix some topics that probably shouldn't be mixed. So I'm going to try and talk about dev stuff in a way that regular people can understand, i.e. what's going on behind the scenes when you use a website. How are those sites that you use built? Because so few people understand this in, in a holistic way, and, they, and it really matters because it absolutely matters whether you're using Robinhood and you think you're the customer of Robinhood, or the reality is you are the data source which Robinhood harvests and sells to people uh, without you really realizing it. That is exactly the same thing that's going on at Facebook. You are not the customer of Facebook. You are the product that Facebook sells to its advertisers. The advertisers are the users of Facebook. The advertisers pay all the bills and a whole lot more. And this all stems from the centralization of the web. And what I'm working on uh, I'm working on two main things which in public, which, which people know about. One is suing Google and Facebook in Australia for billions of dollars. And that's about decentralizing the web by sucking the money that they've taken out of the system back and redistributing it. And the second thing I'm working on is decentralizing the web and the technology and the site and the community and the community is very important. The community that I've, uh, I don't know, lucked into is called Hive. But Hive, if you see me sharing my articles or sharing posts from Hive, you might see me sharing from a site called peakd.com or leofinance.io. Or there are a number of other front ends. Um, somebody in Australia uh, has just created in the last few weeks a brand new front end for Hive. Now, you, if you want to log into it, but you don't need to, if you log into it, you log into it with the same credentials that I use on PeakD or Leo Finance or a host of other places. But here's the point. The account is something I own. I have a set of cryptographic keys that are stored very safely. The safest way is to print them out um, and put them in a safe. <laughs> I, I use a password manager, um, but I am responsible for those keys. If I lose them, they're not like a password, they're, they're more than a password. If I lose the master, the owner key, or the, the owner master key, if I lose that, I will lose access to my account. There is nobody on earth right now with enough computing power to figure out what a lost password on Hive is. 
Uh, but that that's my responsibility, which I take on gladly, because the flip side of not having that responsibility, the flip side of having a remind me my password button is that somebody else owns your account. As soon as you see that remind me my password, somebody else holds the keys to your account. And if they hold the keys to your account, it is not your, it's not a possession. So when Facebook or Twitter or Robinhood come and tell you, no, you can't buy that share or you are kicked off Twitter because we didn't like something you said four years ago or your Facebook account and your million follower group is gone. You have nothing. You cannot sue them. You will lose. Everybody who sued YouTube over demonetization, everybody who sued Facebook or Twitter for losing accounts, they've all lost, especially in America. It's just you don't own Jack. You don't, unless you're on a system like Hive or you've got your block, your, your, your Bitcoin keys are the same idea. But Bitcoin is a very specific, limited use case example of a blockchain. Hive is a much wider use case. So I'm going to give you an example. And this is for my friends at Podcast Index and for my Hive dev friends, because I'm, I'm just going to lay out now. I'm going to just try and speak it through what I want to build. Um, I'm, I'm trying to build too many things. And coupled with the fact that I've only just recently so restarted learning to code, uh, having given it up basically 20 years ago. Um, so I, there's, a, there's a new thing called Podcast Index. And what is Podcast Index? When you go onto a podcast app and you type search, no agenda, how does that podcast app show you all of the podcasts called no agenda? How does it work? Do you know? The main thing is somewhere, somewhere on the internet, there needs to be an index. There needs to be a list of all of the podcasts in the world. I can't remember the number of them that there are. There's a million podcasts. So when you type just two words into an app, how does it know to pull out the No Agenda podcast, which is on Adam Curry's server? Well, the index has already gathered together a huge list of those podcasts. Now, for the last 10 years, almost since the inception of podcasting, Apple has run the primary index, but podcast, but that's a problem. I mean, it may seem benevolent and we do the same thing with, with web searches. This is the same idea as, as Google indexing the web. So you can find things. When podcast index has started to take over or supplement the role of Apple's major index of all the podcasts. And the reason is because if Apple decide that you are speaking hate speech, they can remove you from the index. And what that will mean is that any podcast app, their own and any others, and, you know, basically until the end of last year, a great many of the podcasting apps, even if they tried to be independent, they either had to build their own index, which was a big problem, or they had to look at apples. And so if Alex Jones, for example, was removed from the index, as he was, suddenly his podcast would appear to be unavailable. Now, if you knew where to look and you went to Alex Jones's website and you got a web link and you put that into your podcast app and it's still a proper podcast app, not like Spotify, 
you could still listen to Alex Jones through your podcast app. But by taking him out of the index, you make it hard to find. So Adam Curry started up Podcast Index to take that role. And he's funding it through the value for value model. He has not gone out to Silicon Valley and raised a ton of uh, venture capital money. He's beholden to nobody. Um, and people are donating. Um, it's, it's technical at first because it's, it's the creators of apps that are most interested in doing this. Um, but they have, they will have a scaling problem. And then it's not a, it's not an insurmountable problem, but they are still centralized. So they're just building another centralized version of what Apple are doing. And centralization is always a problem because if there's one centralized server or set of servers or organization, it can be attacked. Now, Adam Curry is hard to de-platform because he has made himself that way. Uh, he's not reliant on any advertisers. He is he's as close to independent and I believe uncorruptible as it's possible to be, but he's still one person. And the organization he's building, him and Dave Jones, are the sort of the core. Dave Jones is doing the dev. Adam Curry is the hair. Uh, <laughs> but they're still one organization. So how can we decentralize the role of this index? So I've had an idea. What I want to build, and I'm just throwing this out there, see if anybody else wants to help me with this. I want to build just a very small little proof of concept, which is using the Hive system. Hive is a decentralized system. You can rest assured that taking down and stopping the whole Hive blockchain from running is very, very difficult. I would say now near impossible. There is a large community of people who use it, and there is an actually a pretty large community of people who run the servers distributed all over the world, including my friend Andrew, who's got one of the witness servers in his apartment in Tel Aviv. That's, you know, most of the, most of the servers running the system are in data centers, rented. Um, but a few of them are starting to be at people's homes or at people's offices. Again, this gives a wide distribution of the functions. So what I'm going to write is a little piece of code that looks to the Hive blockchain, looks to a specific post, for example, says, oh, here are a list of podcasts. We want to check to see if they're updated because what has to happen for the index, for the podcast index is that almost every hour, it has to go out looking to see if any given podcast has changed. And when you've got a million on a list to go through, that's that's quite a big task that you've got to loop through. Now, if it could spread that role, but how do you spread the role? Well, you give a list of podcasts that you need somebody else to check. You give it out to a computer. That can be that list can be passed through Hive. And then the computer doing the checking will take it upon itself to check 30 or 50 or 100 or 1,000 or whatever its capacity is, feeds every hour. And it'll check those. If one has changed, it will put a little signal on the Hive blockchain. The Hive blockchain is just running all the time. Every three seconds, every three seconds, there's a whole set of messages that go out. And those messages can be picked up by a computer running anywhere else. So at the periphery, you have lots of computers that are checking for whether a particular, whether 
a podcast in their list has changed. When they find one that's changed, boom, they send out a little signal, a custom JSON, uh, if Adam's still listening. The custom JSON goes onto the Hive blockchain. And what you do then is you you have a centralized server that's just listening to those JSONs. And when it, when it hears any JSON with its, its code in to, to say, you know, you need to listen to this podcast index, please take note. Boom, it gets that notification that a podcast has changed and it can update its index. And what we can do with that is at first podcast index will still be the only centralized index. But this then provides the opportunity for anyone else to listen to those signals and for another server to spring up somewhere else that's hearing the same signals, creating the same podcast database. And by that, you start to get decentralization. You start to get the the same function performed all across the web. Now, this is what Bitcoin has done for money, for, for just a transaction that says value has gone from here to here. Does everyone agree? Yes. Well, we can do that with the Hive blockchain for non-monetary things um, like this transfer of information. A podcast has changed. You need to update. And that synchronization, that can happen across a wide range of these, these decentralized indexes. And we start to head towards back, actually, to, to the way the, the internet was before we messed it up. And before those of us who had our own private blogs made the huge mistake of saying, well, you know, it's actually just easier to update my status on Facebook and let my blog wither away. And those people who did that, who, who had thriving blog communities, but who then went on to Facebook, have discovered exactly what that extra convenience, the, the, the price that that convenience came at. I'm not sure very many people will have followed me to the end here. Um, I'm Brian of London. I'm a oldish guy. Uh, I used to be a coder. I'm coding again and I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it because as bad as things seem in America with, with what's going on there and the clampdowns and the losses of freedom across the world, even here in Israel, the internet, I think, can be taken forward back to a future uh, that we we've strayed away from and the, the the method the methods will all be around decentralization and once communities and this is i've shared recently a few videos by my friend they call me dan um on hive he's a very very big player on hive and i'm working with him uh and he's doing something. He's he's doing this for video. He he wants to decentralize video storage, video upload, all of these functions, but in a way that is incentivized. Because you've got you've got to let the value flow with the cost. Um, and and he's doing all of that. Podcasting, the same thing's going to happen. Value will flow uh, through the system in a decentralized way without having centralized gatekeepers like Apple able to just turn people off. Uh, we have to get away from the Googles, the Apples, the Facebooks, the Twitters, Robin Hood even. We, we, at least I know I'm doing my part. <laughs> Once again, I'm Brian of London. You can find me at brianoflondon.me 
or on peakd.com slash app, Brian of London. Um, pretty much everywhere it says Brian of London, except for a hairdresser in Texas. That is not me. All right, that's enough. Gonna, as Dan would say, kill it here.